0: Welcome, Daniel, to a rather sombre edition of Box, 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 the Aussie F1 podcast coming live to you from Adelaide via the internet, via some delay as you're listening to a podcast, so it's not live. (laughs) But um, yeah, welcome, mate. Thank Um, you. So you've got me easy really um, at the helm this evening, but uh, Daniel Ball. Hello, And and Michael's away on his second honeymoon.
1: Yeah. Again, but we, we do have some tragic news. Um, Antoine Hubert died uh, in a tragic accident, uh, F two race on Saturday.
0: Second lap, hit the wall at two hundred and seventy odd k's an hour. Yeah, um, which is uh, I believe one hundred and ninety miles per hour somewhere in that vicinity.
1: And and for all the safety changes that we do over the they've the, the, the had over the years, that the sport is not one hundred percent safe and it never will be. No. You know, uh, we lost Art and Centre back in 94. Yep. Then we lost Jules Bianchi in... 16. 16, and, that, and um, there has been some, you know, uh, some instances of you know, serious injuries and um, and the rest, but, you know, it, it's not a fully safe sport, and unfortunately, um, young Antoine lost his life at, at the age of 22. 22, I, think, I believe, yeah. yeah. So our, our thoughts and thoughts,
0: prayers go out to the family. Yeah. I don't like
1: to say thoughts and prayers. That's very American to me. But, but yeah, our, our thoughts go out
0: nice to the great. family. And and, and um, his teammates and, you know, anybody out there. And I guess uh, that has anything to do with him, really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, very sad. And a lot of, um, you know, nice touching moments uh, during the race. Uh, there's a couple of minutes silences, one before the race. Yeah one. During the race, I believe, as well, Uh, this this is the Formula One race that we're talking about now. Um, And, yeah, we were talking about, um, you know, Daniel Ricciardo was reportedly considering not racing, Yeah, as I'm sure a lot of the other guys were thinking that as well.
1: As a race car driver, you'd have to sit there and think about it seriously um, after someone's died on the track to actually consider going out there. Um, and and putting your life on the line because you know it does bring it to the forefront of your mind. You know you push it back. I'm sure they push it back back of the heads on a day to day basis that that is a risk. But when it happens all of a sudden, it, it brings it straight to the front
0: again for them. I remember seeing, you know, at at, at uh, uh, Imola where Senna died after Roland Ratzenberger died the yep. the day before. You know, in one of the one of the docos on on that weekend and. You know, a lot of the drivers were; they wanted to pull out. They were considering pulling out, and yep. they pushed on with the race. And, and I think Senna was very concerned about the, you know, the the race going ahead, but he yep. he went ahead, and that's what happened. Yep. And you know, it's a dangerous sport. The halos have uh, been put there to to save, you know, head trauma. Yep. Um, unfortunately, didn't didn't. You know, didn't help, didn't help him, did Yeah, no. yeah, but, sad. But
1: imagine what it would have been without it, you know, it could we could be talking about two dead F2 drivers yeah. rather than just one. Or three. Or three, potentially.
0: Yeah. All right. Imagine if that crash happened in the, you know, the 80s or, or the 90s, yeah. Yeah, even in the 90s, um, you know, before carbon, I think carbon fibre monocoques came out in the, the 90s. Uh, late 80s. Late 80s, 80s yeah. <laughs> so, you know, those... You know, chassis and, the, and the, the bodies inside would have been in, the, you know, it yeah. would, would have been basically turned to soup, unfortunately. But. but back when they talk about the, the,
1: the good old days of Formula 1, they yeah. were losing drivers... Oh, every weekend. Every weekend, just yeah. about, you know, guys, you know, it was safe for them not to have seatbelts in the mm. cars because, you know, the, the tanks would burst in the flame and they'd all die. So yeah, we yeah. have come a long way mm. and, and it's good to see, but, you know, tragic news.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, Light, lighter sight to our show is we had quite a good race. It was a great race, I thought. Yeah, um, we had for the, our Ferrari fans out there, and unfortunately for you, Mikey, you're not here this weekend. Uh, but when you get to listen to the show, or, or you know, when we get to talk about it to you, yeah? um, I think you'll be very stoked that one of your uh, your men. Got past the finish line first, in a very deserving victory for Charlie Clerk. and his maiden victory as well. Made finally, finally after falling short a couple
1: of times. Yep, and and one's definitely not his fault with the engine failure in Bahrain and then yep.
0: um, Germany, Germany where he it was would, about to overtake, uh, was about to take the lead um, from Hamilton. Yes, um, and and hit the ice rink. Yep, hit the ice rink and. Ended up finding the wall. Mm. So, yeah, that, that was amazing. I, I, and, you know, he, he's dedicated his victory to Antoine, which is brilliant. Um, obviously a friend of his, and I know the racing community is very tight-knit. they've grown up, again, I think uh,
1: they've grown up together a little bit in there's some photos of them together as young yeah. drivers and all the rest of it. Mm. You Which know, I think uh, you tend to see with a lot of the race car drivers in, in Formula One, they've all sort of come
0: together in in some form or another in one Formula or another. I think I recall Charles saying that he did his first like major karting race or something like that with with Antoine. Okay. Um, so yeah, um, so yeah, it was it was a good start to the race, mate. Um, it was a very interesting. That, that, turn that, one incident. The turn one incident. The Verstappen
1: trying to go down the inside and just having no room given to him by Kimi. Yeah, Kimmy. Yep. but Kimi wouldn't have seen him coming around that corner. No, because um, uh, I think it was one of the Force Indias were yep. between them, and, and he, whoever it was, I don't know if it was Perez or
0: M- might have been Perez. I reckon. Yeah, he yeah. backed out. Because he knew that he was going to get squashed. Squeezed. squeezed he squashed. had no choice. And in hindsight, Verstappen should have done the same. Yeah. Uh, he had arguably no, uh, you know, Raikkonen was far enough ahead to turn and hit the apex. Yeah. And unfortunately, Verstappen's, um, what, what do you want to call it? Um, well, there was if you look at Verstappen's footage, there was a gap there for him, but it closed up real really? quick. Yeah.
1: Um, and Verstappen didn't have much choice, unfortunately. I think he was trying to put his nose in somewhere where it wasn't.
0: Yep. Um so what did that do for for Raikkonen for the race uh, basically he his race
1: he ended up outside of the points yeah. in 16th, 16th or 17th
0: yeah. yeah yeah unfortunately he didn't really get the crack on from his good start um yeah man like uh, what do you think of the the battle uh you know within the team of Ferrari so yeah. oh. We all know there's that bet going on, and I'm so glad
1: Charlie got the, got the nod, you're a faster driver, get past Vettel. And it was good to see that Vettel was the team player and pulled over and, and let him go through. Yeah. Doesn't happen very often. No, it doesn't. But uh, Vettel owes
0: Charles a couple because oh. he's done it a couple of times to him already. So. Does he what? Um, yeah, interesting contribution from Mike who uh, – messaged me and said that he, uh, he wanted us to talk about how big a team player Seb is. Yeah, that's not happening. You're not here, Mike, so you can't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh,
0: I was going to say, this is, yes, he was a good team player. But, uh, when, when he knew that the race wasn't within his, you know, the race victory wasn't within his reach, he did the team thing. He could have spat the dummy and said no. Yeah, but I think he, he's mature enough now to realise that it's not all about getting
1: every single and I think he even held academy. Hamilton up for a, a couple of seconds as well just enough to give LeClerc like a bit of breathing space which probably helped him in the last couple of laps of the race
0: yeah yeah there was um, a good gap of about six seconds mm. uh, for a few laps and then uh, you know to around about that sort of lap 40 mark yeah uh, of 44 and then slowly but surely Lewis is pegging him back about you know seven tenths a, a lap I think yeah and got to the last couple of laps, and, and he was two seconds ahead, um, Charles was, and yep. uh, managed to hold on. Love it. I'm so glad.
1: Now he's only, what, 12 or 13 points or 17 points behind Seb? Let's have a look. Oh, oh so, sorry. Behind my bottle of scotch,
0: I say. <laughs> <laughs> So your bottle of scotch, mate. Yeah, he's 12 points behind 12 Seb. points. So... If he has another victory and Seb finishes anywhere further back than second, yeah. he's going to overtake him.
1: Yep. So. And that's, I reckon that third place is now going to become a, a real interesting battle between Max Verstappen, Sebastian Vettel and Charles Leclerc.
0: Well, it's it really is a three-way battle there now, mate, yep. for, for um, third place in the, the Drivers' Championship. Uh, Max Verstappen's on 181 points, Seb Vettel – 12 points behind and 169, and, and as you just mentioned, Leclerc on 157, uh, I, I th- honestly think Leclerc is going to overtake Seb now. Oh, you're up with, there with BA now. Yeah, man. Like, Well, we, we had this discussion before we, we started recording, and we said if this happens again, where Leclerc is obviously faster... faster are they going to give the team orders now to Vettel when they know that Leclerc is probably the faster of the two drivers? Well, because
1: they'll be pushing for the, the they know that the drivers' championship is out the well, window. They're not going to get that done and dusted. Yeah. That's pretty much done and dusted. It's one of the Mercedes drivers and most likely Hamilton. Yeah, realistically looking at it, so all Ferrari now will be looking at it. They'll be looking at it as a team game and, and maximising
0: for constructors' constructors' yes.
1: championship.
0: Mm. So uh, yeah, we've got Mercedes on four thirty eight, Ferrari two eighty eight, and then Red Bull Racing behind on two forty four. So there's only forty four points between second and third in the championship. And uh, yeah, those Ferrari so, boys will want to They'll want to maintain second. Game. Yeah, yeah.
1: Now, now they've got Albon in Red Bull Racing and don't have Gasly being lapped every other race.
0: yeah. Yeah, um, actually, Albon did a phenomenal job. Let's talk about him, man. Like he started the race in seventeenth, posse correct? Um, didn't I? Don't think he had a great qualifying. I'm not sure if he had a problem or something. I, 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 I well, he had uh,
1: engine. Uh, en- okay, sorry. Let's just jump onto engine penalties. Yeah, go on. Go because on. this drives me bonkers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've got Kubica, Albon, the Hulk, Ricardo, Kvyat, Stroll, Carlos Sainz, all getting um, grid penalties. For engines. Now, why are our drivers being penalty, uh, given penalties for something that's not their responsibility?
0: That's the rule, mate. You know, I, but, I, I, I agree with you. I um, I would bet my bottom dollar that 99% of the, you know, racing, out there, fraternity. racing fraternity would agree with you. Why, why don't they give, you know, points against the team for
1: constructors rather than penalise the driver I mean, it's good to see the driver coming from the back of the grid. So seeing Albon in the 17th pushing his way to, to fifth because you know, he's got a faster car and he can do it.
0: That's not a bad idea. Like, that would work, I think. Penalise the, the team, construct Don't penalise the driver. Yeah. His, the driver is only given the tools that Correct. he's given. He can't, he can't necessarily um, impact yeah, you know, how, how those tools
1: are. I'd love to get rid of the engine limitations, like the, the number of engines you're mm-hmm. around. But I think that's a cost-cutting exercise. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, he came from 17th, Alex Alvon. Yep. Like he came from nowhere for, for most <laughs> of us <But laughs> Like prior, his regular to, yeah, prior to the start of the season. Man, has it, like, mate. Where, where What's Pierre Gasly's best finish this season? I fifth. fifth. Yeah, so for Albon to, to stonk it in... His first time his first in a First time. Ball. Right, just... It's, it's clear that they've made
1: the right decision. I think they have. They really have. And I hope, and, and obviously trying to get used to the, uh, the new Red Bull car, which is very different from his Toro Rosso car. Yep. Um... It's amazing that he's he's done such a good job straight out
0: of the straight out of the box. I think we all expected him to do a, a much better job than Gasly after what is achieved, what Albon achieved in the Toro Rosso, the consistency that he achieved. Yeah, um, and you know, look, he he didn't score more points than, than um, Kvyat, but he showed a lot more promise potentially. I think he's a young
1: driver and. Yeah. I think they put Kuga up in front again. I think it would have ended up in tears
0: again. I might not have ended up in tears, mate, but you, you, the, our one's got a higher ceiling. That's for sure.
1: Yeah, correct.
0: Yeah. He, he's got he's got somewhere to go. Yeah,
1: um, from now um, and to grow into this this new car. And um, I think it's going to be really good to see him grow as a driver mm. and up against Verstappen. I don't know if he's capable of beating Verstappen on a regular basis, but I th- hope that he challenges
0: him. I think that anything's possible and I would love to see Albon mm. take it to Verstappen because, uh, yeah, the last thing you want is uh, is another, um, you know, another Ferrari Mark II where <laughs> they're just going to let Seb have every race victory. Correct. Um, uh, but, yeah, now – Let's have a have a chat about the Mercs. They weren't happy, were they? No, they weren't. Mercedes, um, like Toto Wolff, was pretty upset at the end of the race. You know, they, yes, they capitalised on what wasn't a great race for them by finishing second and third. But why was it such a bad race for them? I mean, I mean they didn't
1: particularly qualify particularly well. Hamilton came off an FP3 Quite spectacularly. Yep, that was a beautiful way that they he looped himself around. Um, you know, they've got plenty of horsepower. So there's some nice long straights at
0: Spa. Is it the high downforce that they're suffering on? Well, yeah, the high downforce. There is a lot of high downforce at this circuit. Well, you, you require a lot of downforce still at Belgium, I believe. Um, although it's a high speed circuit. It could be the, you know, the, the lower lower speed corners that they're having trouble with. Um, and that that's, you know, why Red Bull hasn't been too bad at, but at Spa. Yeah. Uh, because, um, you know, they're, they're classically very good at going through the, the low speed corners because yeah. of their good aero package. Yeah. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe they, they weren't quite as, um, uh, you know, maybe it's not one that they're they've optimized their car for. Similarly to Monza, I would dare say. So the other thing is with Bottas, he's been confirmed at Mercedes for 2020. He has. He has. The the, the talk in the, the, the pit was very strong last weekend. And yes, he had got confirmed
1: midway through last week, I think. Oops. Yeah, midway through last week, he got confirmed.
0: Yeah, so that's, that's meant that um, that seat where... A couple of the drivers were probably hoping that they might have Schnafu, particularly yeah. Ocon.
1: He was hope, really hoping that he'd get a, a drive at Mercedes.
0: Well, he's been uh, given an opportunity at Renault. He's going to be Daniel Ricciardo's teammate next year, uh, Esteban Ocon. He is. Mm. Frenchman in a French team. He will be. I, I reckon that's going to be a good pairing between
1: Ocon and Ricciardo. Mm. Uh, it should be a really nice pairing uh,
0: good experience with a a younger, up-and-coming driver. Do you know what I like about Ocon moving to Renault? He will know a lot about Mercedes, the Mercedes um, car and and engine and and the way that they do things. Correct. So I'm not surprised at all that Renault have snaffled him up and uh, they're probably going to pay him a pretty princely sum for – I don't know services. if they're paying Ricardo levels, but no, they're paying no. good money. But man, like, imagine getting all, you know, the, uh, Enstone is going to have all of this info now that they were not privy to necessarily before.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so I don't know when he gets released to go to the end of the year. End sorry. of the year, so he'll finish out his contract as a reserve driver with correct Mercedes, and then he'll uh, he'll crack on.
1: Yeah. Uh, and, and basically, what Mercedes will do now is they won't give him any technical information. No. He'll be just a reserve driver and be given yep. um, hot laps in the uh, in the simulator. Yeah. But not given any detail or give any feedback on the way the car drives or yep. anything yep. like that. I suspect. Well, they might,
0: might not even get him to do anything. Yeah. To be perfectly honest, they uh, might almost like pay out his contract and just say, "Hey, on your way, buddy. On your way, mate. Yeah, yeah." Um. Now speaking of Renault and Daniel Ricciardo, yeah, he, he had what happened to him at the start, man. He um, had, had a little bit of an incident. Or, he, wasn't he involved in the Verstappen Kimi? I reckon he got, no, he got shunted from behind. That's right. Yeah, he got pushed from behind, and and he was minding his own business, as Martin Brunnell put it. Um, <laughs> just well, just around in the background. Yeah, minding his own business. And uh, yeah, he he. Um, Seemed to have some issue with the undercarriage of his car. Yeah, I think they damaged the floor on his car and mm.
1: uh, in that little shunt and just didn't have the package that he wanted to and yeah. couldn't control it as well as he'd like to. Had a bit of a handful of a car, I think is the word that was described for.
0: Yeah, yeah. Same with Hulkenberg. Well, Hulkenberg, I don't think, had any, had any incidents, so to speak, but his um, his race result finishing 8th um, finishing wasn't really where he... You know, I guess it's probably better than where he could have been. But, you know, it wasn't a race to remember for Renault at all. Um, Tell you who did have a quite a good race. Which team did is uh, Racing Point. The Pink Panthers. Pink Panthers, if you want to call them that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I look at them, I just keep thinking of the Pink Panther. But... So you had Checo, um, who's Sergio Perez. He finished in six Posse, and who has now re-signed for another three years with Racing Point I oh, wasn't Point. aware of that that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's that's pretty cool that's been confirmed now as well so yeah. um, he's just a solid driver man like if you get him uh, a race capable winning car I reckon he'd, he'd be a championship contender man he would be he, and he's always been
1: one of those drivers that's a little bit underrated mm. a bit like the Hulk you know a midfield driver but actually a really good solid driver yeah You know, his his single lap speed might not be as good, so his qualifying position might not be as good. But put him into a race car, and he'll light it up up and and drive the race that's put in front of him
0: and and do a really good job. Yeah, Haas didn't particularly do anything of significance. They looked really strong at the beginning of the year. I Mm. don't know what's
1: happened to them. They they brought out a narrow package. Uh, midway through the first half of the season yeah, and they just they seem to have gone backwards
0: mm, which mm. is really disappointing they, they were looking really good there for a while you had a um, really unfortunate result for Lando Norris <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> the, poor, <laughs> the poor bastard Yeah, I've got to say it happens from time to time that oh, the, the last, last lap incident he was coming 5th and it was going to be his best result for the season. Yep. And poor bloke. You've got to just have a really, really philosophical outlook at, at, to, to not really uh, not really cry crying your milk there. Oh, yeah, but used to, I heard him on the radio. No, no.
1: like no, he's, it's, gone. He's, <laughs> he's gone. Broken. He's gone. It's broken. <laughs> uh, he just, just hear him cry and like, understand. That's just
0: horrible. It's no. yeah. a horrible sensation going that far into the race and then gone. Be shattered, and there's there's drivers that that's happened to, you know, on the last lap when they've been leading the race. Well, I still
1: remember the Nigel Mansell. Oh, the, the blown tyre, blown tyre. Just kept driving, driving. What was the last lap? Like, I reckon it was the last lap. Or... Coming up to the finish line, yeah. and it blows out. That was here in Adelaide, mate. It was, yeah, it was. That's that's one of those classic race instances that you remember. Grosjean. Getting out of Haas, I think, is, is highly likely. Um, I definitely think that he's going to be gone by the end of the year. Yeah. Um, I kind of hope the Hulk does replace him. So I'd like to see what Hulk does there with k Mag because those two don't like each other oh, a great deal, but they have respect for each
0: other. Would Would that be a good pairing if they don't like each other? I mean, we've, we've seen that before where you've had – Toxic relationships with drivers such as Lewis at uh, Lewis and um, Alonso. Alonso at McLaren. back oh, that, in 2007. Was, that, that was shockingly
1: toxic. That relationship yeah. towards
0: the end. You know, like I just don't. I really don't think that Haas can afford to have two drivers that are that really dislike each other. Um, so I don't know, like. Where, where else can can Hulkenberg go if he if he doesn't you know he doesn't get a seat? He, obviously he's, he's not going to, right. going to be
1: a Renault. He's not going to go to Renault. He can't go to McLaren mm. because I think they're pretty set on that with Norris and Saints. Mm. Um, Williams,
0: yeah, can replace Kvyatza. He's Kvitsa. been he's been there before. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Like that's pretty all these guys, Hass and and Williams. Really, he's not going to get offered a, a drive at you know Red Bull or because uh, Helmut Marco said no, nah, he's definitely not coming here. Yeah. Well, now that they've got Albon and and obviously he's he's done quite well and Verstappen's.
1: So unless you get you know a surprise retirement or something like that, Vettel. Mm. Well, but if Vettel retires, then everyone will be jumping for his seat,
0: and they'll have the pick of the bunch. Um, who who would be the, the you know who would be your smoky to get a a, a shoe in it Ferrari if well if that did did yeah, a, a Rosberg yeah, and went fuck yeah, nah, fucking yeah. I'm retiring yeah oh. who would be smoky who do you think would be the the number one contender okay thinking about it there's two
1: options yeah all right number one would be Ricardo and that would mm. be my pick I'd like to see
0: just because I'd like to see
1: Ricardo there yeah. I reckon Kimi would get a Guernsey for 12 months.
0: Really? Wow. That's that's a real smoky. That's a dark horse. That's that a one. dark horse. I reckon Kimi would get a Guernsey for 12 months.
1: Schumacher, if he gets- Oh, Mick Schumacher. little Mick Schumacher will go to um, Alpha. Yep. If he has enough points on it to get a super license. For an apprenticeship. For an apprenticeship. And then he'd get thrown in there. So you'd have Schumacher and Leclerc.
0: Oh, Two young guns. Oh, that's the salivating cross- proposition. There,
1: <laughs> it'll never happen because Ferrari do not like young drivers. I'm surprised they put the clerk in there. Full stop. This year, but it'd be interesting to see that. Be that would be. You, you can see the headlines now.
0: Oh man, I, I'm just I'm you know, oh, <laughs> that, that's incredible. Yeah, that that that'd be a great great outcome. Or Alonso
1: getting pulled back, but I don't think
0: nah. No, nah, um, I, I, he, he, I don't think he'll come back to Formula 1, then. Yeah. What
1: was that? I think he's done. I think he's, I think he's had his fill. I yeah. think he's bored of the rules and the regulations and the controls and all the rest of it. So he's doing the Dakar at the moment or something.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's still he's trying lots of little You know, not little things. Dakar's not a little thing. He's trying lots of things. But so.
1: man, I mean, if you're a race car driver and you've got plenty of cash up your, up your sleeve,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you still enjoy racing, you still can do it, and your class is one of the best drivers in the world, you would go out and do any race
0: that you could get your hands on to, wouldn't you? Oh, especially something as fun as the Dakar yeah. would, you know, would be. That's uh, that's that's not just, uh, you know, that, that's a race of attrition, that one. That's, a, that's a race. That's a, an endurance sport. That's an endurance sport. That's like running a marathon. Yeah. it would know? be great fun, I reckon. Yeah. it's um,
1: If you could drive like that anyway. I yeah. can't, so there's yeah. not much point worrying about me doing it.
0: Um, now, with... Um, The likelihood of Haas ousting um, Romain Grosjean.
1: I reckon there's about a 90% chance that's
0: going to happen. Yeah. What happens to Romain? Is Romain remaining in Formula 1? No. Pardon the pun? You think he's done? No, he's done. No, I will pick him up. His brain's been cooked a
1: couple of times where he's... Formula E or something like that, I guess. Yeah, Formula E, go to something like that.
0: Or or WIC or... Yeah, I want drivers seem to go from 1 to Formula E. Oh, not, not WEC, sorry, not not WRC. Yeah. yeah, um,
1: simply because it's a very similar formula, but it's electric cars rather than petrol powered cars. That's right.
0: Now, um, I guess uh, it's time to move on to our shoeys and grip penalties. Has
1: anyone actually made any comments on our Facebook page tonight?
0: No, they haven't. Uh, Melissa said thank you for the shout-out last week, but it only raised more questions. It did, did, Izzy. It did raise a lot of questions. Sorry about that, Mel. uh, That's what you get, I
1: guess. Just so everyone does know that we do, um, about an hour before we start doing our podcast, we do put up on our Facebook page that we're going to do the podcast. So if you do have any questions, queries, things you'd like to know, Put it up on our Facebook page in the comments section, and we'll do our best to get an answer to it.
0: Now, in group penalties. Yes. Okay. Now, now Michael's doing him. Um, he's doing him. Uh, uh, no, he's, he, he's he's provided me with his and group penalties. Okay, so he's he's already given yeah. the score. So this this morning, um, he told me he was in. Where was he? Uh, I, I'm trying to get the pronunciation correct because it's <laughs> a it's a Interesting uh, Thessaloniki in Greece. He was having breakfast. could you uh, just say
1: Greece, probably be, yeah, be about the same.
0: Yeah, yeah, same thing. <laughs> um, so, okay, so we'll, we'll start with his shoey, which was, not very surprisingly, Charlie uh-huh. Clerk. A Ferrari driver. Yeah, so... Well, well-deserved. Very well-deserved. He did deserved. deserve that. Yeah. Uh, not much surprise, but... I'm going to also give my <laughs> shoey to Charlie Clerk. Okay. I would love to give my shoey
1: to LeClerc. Uh, oh, but you're he, not going to? I'm not going to. Like, he's... I'm a, I've been a big fan of his for, for many years now. I've been excited by watching him. I would have loved to have given it to him on his maiden victory. Mm-hmm. However...
0: Oh, you're cold, man. You no, no, are cold. No, no, no. This one, I
1: believe, deserves it. Alex Almond. Okay. So, you know what? Young, fresh driver. I'll, just, I'll let you have that one because I was thinking about the same thing. Straight into Red Bull. There you go, buddy. He's six months in to Formula, driving into Formula 1. He only just made it into Formula 1. Like, when they were doing winter testing, he was essentially on his P-plates to Formula 1 driving. Yeah. And he only just got enough points to be actually be able to race this year. Mm. He's now into one of the big three. To get into the big, what, big three start in 17th position, come through the field,
0: end up in fifth. I think that deserves a shoeie, hands down. Do you think that's bigger than your maiden F1 victory? Really? Honestly? Do you think that's a, do you think that's, are you serious? Do you know what? <laughs>
1: Charles was going to get his maiden victory. It was, it was a guaranteed thing. He was going to get that. I knew that he was going to get that at some point. Yes, it's worth a shoeie, but I think Albon pipped him. Just okay. on pure, because he's purely a rookie.
0: Okay, that's cool. That's Charles cool. has
1: come close a couple of times and didn't quite make it. And unfortunately, Charles did come off on lap nine or ten. Um, overshot the corner, locked up a break. So, you know, I'll take you know, half a point away from him. That like Albon for it as a
0: result. <laughs> that's savage, I know. Savage. All right, cool. So, two for uh, Leclerc and one for Okay, the album, okay. Now, grid penalties. Mike has provided his vote, and it is for another, none other than the the Dutch maestro. <laughs> <laughs> crashes happen. Crashes happened. And, uh, yeah, he hasn't done this for a while,
1: but... um, No, actually, he's been phenomenal this year. He hasn't done any stupid moves. And even saying that this wasn't a stupid move either. I I mean, we
0: we were calling him Max Verkraschen last year or a couple of years ago, weren't we? Yeah. So, yeah, so Max Verstappen is uh, who uh, Mike has nominated. I've also done the same. And guess Um, what? That's three for three. Three for three. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, I think that was just
1: a bit of a dud move. And the fact that he almost took him, took someone else out on uh, Radian, I reckon it was almost came through as
0: he came up. Oh, I, yeah, that was. I have a feeling that was the other um, Alpha Romeo Givinacci. Yeah,
1: Yeah yeah but it's great Uh, the in-car footage of Verstappen like going through the corner trying to turn the and nothing was happening like it wasn't even
0: connected yeah yeah as he was going up Eau Rouge and yeah 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 and um yeah that could have been a very dangerous very nasty uh, accident very nasty accident um a similar sort of spot as to where the FP2 uh, sorry the F2 Formula 2 uh race uh, race incident accident happened so and that's yeah.
1: a fast nice, bit of the track too. Yeah,
0: yeah. What, what do you think about Belgium going forward, Man and Spa? Like, there, there, there were a few. Well, and Hamilton also had something similar happen to him. As to who was the, oh, Antonio Giovinazzi as well? Yeah, crashed in the final laps of the um, of the race, similarly yeah. to Lewis, who crashed in free pack practice three. Yep. They just scrambled to get his car ready for, for quality. Um, there, there were a few very high speed incidents where, uh, Lewis's, uh, rear end slid out and yep. Giovinazzi's did the, the same, same thing. thing. It'd be interesting to see, uh, you know, the, the outcome of that, that investigation that, um, into that formula two crash. Yeah. As to why it happened. Is it something to do with the curbs there? Are the curbs too high? Um, I, I think it's probably got more to do
1: with the way you impact into the wall in those areas. I mean, they, you. I mean, what two hundred and seventy
0: k an hour? Yeah, yeah, like that. That's obvious, man. That if you impact the wall at that high speed, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna do some damage to the car and quite probably yourself. yourself. But what I'm saying is, you know that. There, there were a lot of incidents at, at Belgium this weekend. Could they have been avoided? Is there something wrong with the track? That's what I'm questioning.
1: I, no, I don't think there's anything wrong with the track. I mean, you can't. We can't keep having these instances and then going, "Oh, we need to make the the corners, the the curves flatter and smoother." And guess what happens? The drivers start abusing that privilege of of those tracks. You end up with what we've got in France, where we've got this white line that they're not allowed to cross over. And it becomes boring as shit. Yes, I'm happy for you to come off and hit the wall. You've got to have consequences for going outside the um, the black lines, basically. Going yeah. off, you know, exceeding yeah. track limits. Yep. Yeah. Now those is that mean you crash into a wall? Absolutely. But should you should the walls and things like that, particularly those really high speed sections, mm. be changed slightly so you, when you do hit them, you don't hit them square. Because I mean, really what they've got is tyre barriers there. Yeah. And they are very effective absorbing the impact. Yeah. Maybe they need to be bigger, maybe they need to be modified slightly so that they um, create more cushioning, basically. Yeah,
0: yeah. To me, it almost looked as if you go, like with um, both Hamilton's crash and Verstappen going into those tyre barriers. Yeah. It almost looked as though the halo was like, if, if they'd gone in at any more speed, if they hadn't been able to wash off as much speed as they did, um, the halo wouldn't have done a lot for them, I don't think.
1: It would have lifted, so essentially what I see quite often, and this is what worries me a little bit, yeah. is they actually go underneath the tyre barrier quite often. They like do, the, yeah. the barriers have collapsed underneath them, and then yeah. they sort of scooch in underneath it, yeah. and they essentially can get trapped. they, they wedge, wedge under there, don't yeah, they? Yeah, well, wasn't a halt, or, last year one of them got... Yeah, they got really wedged under. Really yeah. wedged under there, and took them a while to actually dig him out, and yeah. if the car was on fire or something like that, it could have oh, been you, quite catastrophic. Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, so maybe they should actually look at, look at a different
0: thing other you know, than the tire barriers
1: yeah. or something like that. Yeah. You know, something that's actually going to sort of bounce back into the track or, or, change the angles of it. So you, yeah. Rather than the square against hit, you sort of deflect off it on an angle or something. Yeah. There, um, there's people out there that are a lot smarter than me and a lot of people a lot smarter than me <laughs> <laughs> and people who are engineers and they design these sorts of things and, and I'm sure they'll look into it yeah I'm
0: interested interested to see what the report comes back from that and there's no
1: perfect answer I don't think and you you put a gravel trap in there but then what happens when you go in at a slightly slower speed hit a gravel trap and you end up barrel rolling into the the guards
0: yeah yeah yeah. that's true true yeah alright mate well um looking forward to next week yeah the, the weekend coming up we've got um The scooter is home race. We've got Monza Monza. in Italy. Now, is Michael going to be in Monza for the race? I'm not sure, man. I don't know if he's trying to get there or not. Honestly, I I didn't get the chance to speak to him enough before he left. Um, But, yeah, if if you're going to be there, Mike, if you you get a chance to listen to the show, um, I hope you enjoy it. But, um, yeah, tell me, do you have any instances of the Italian Grand Prix that you love, Daniel? Uh, Sebastian Vettel looping it. Last year, quite a few times. I very much enjoy watching that, <laughs> mainly because it annoys Michael so much. Yeah. Um, man, I, I can't remember anything off the top of my head, but, you know, you've got that back straight and then um, what's the corner before the, the front straight, uh, the parabola, yep, is it? I
1: think so.
0: Um, man, it's just, it's just such a high-speed circuit. Um, it, it always produces great action whether it's always a great race or not it's it's always uh, spectacular similarly to spa yeah um it's one of the classic tracks that it is it's higher
1: speed high corner speed. Well,
0: yeah um I, I i would love to see charles have another crack at, at winning, winning another this race one yeah yeah um who do you predict mate
1: like Oh, who do I predict? That's going to be a tough one. Do you know? What? I, I don't. It won't be Vettel. Won't be Vettel. It won't be Vettel. Yeah. I, I think Vettel's actually been broken. I think we've got a 2014 Daniel Ricciardo Vettel situation going on here. So I think Leclerc will beat Vettel at Monza. Yep. Is it going to be a Mercedes or a Ferrari victory? You know what? Just throw out a couple makes this happen. <laughs> the Honda engine somehow is going to get an extra 100 horsepower
0: and it's going to be a crank. No, it'll be Leclerc. Leclerc will be the winner. I think uh, if it's not Leclerc, it'll be Hamilton, but I'm going to predict Leclerc. Yeah. Uh,
1: um, he, he's on a roll. Yep, And I think that, that gives you that high and that confidence mm. to drive your car. And I think he'll be going in with a whole heap of confidence and a whole heap of
0: excitement. You just got me thinking of something, man. Okay, so let's go back to 2014, I think you said, when uh, Ricardo and Vettel were teamed up in Red Bull. Yeah. Now, in hindsight, okay, now hindsight's 2020. Absolutely. All right, and you can't go back in time, but if Ferrari had their time again and they looked at the Red Bull season for what it was, where Daniel Ricardo clearly outraced Seb Vettel that season do you think they should have had a play at Ricardo and, and really tried to have a crack at him rather than Vettel okay so but I think
1: Vettel in his mind at that stage he'd already he's pretty much the contract has been done with Ferrari mm-hmm. so have you, ever, have you ever like been job hunting and you've you haven't quit your job yet but you, you, you know you've got another job somewhere else Your mind goes. "Uh, It doesn't matter. I won't be here. What do they call that? Call call that phoning it in. Yeah. 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 I won't be here in a couple of months' time. So it doesn't matter if. Yeah. Don't worry about your results. Don't really care. Yeah. Don't care. Mm. I suspect that's what happened to Vettel that year.
0: Okay.
1: That he'd sort of made the decision that he was leaving to go to Ferrari. He no longer really had a desire to be there. To be there.
0: Hmm. Interesting. No, oh, we'll never know because, as as we all know, we can't go back in time. <laughs> yeah. What do, as we, as we, what we, do think... we want?
1: Time travel? When do we want it?
0: Irrelevant. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, wrapping up, I, I'm I'm done for. Do you have anything else to say? No, mate? I'm no? I don't, I'm sick. I'm, if you
1: haven't heard, I've got a bit of a nasally nose today, so a bit more than normal. So cool.
0: Well, out there in uh, GP land, we hope you enjoyed the the show. Sans Michael, uh, we'll bring you another show next week after the Italian Grand Prix. We hope it's a cracker. I'm sure it will be. Uh, and if you have any feedback for us, we'd love to see you on our Facebook page. That's uh, at f one We do have a Twitter as well, and uh, we do monitor that. So if you want to throw us any comments or anything like that, let us know. Other than that, hope you have a cracking week. We'll see you in a week's time. Thank you very much.